0: Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome in to another episode of Real Sports Talk by Naraj. I hope you're all doing well. It is March 22nd, 2022. Hope you're all uh, getting off to a nice start to your week. Quite a weekend it was in sports. A lot going on with March Madness, with NBA action, with more NFL news as well. Uh, A lot to get into, Um, took some time off just to get refocused a little bit, Um, so looking forward to hopefully getting out some more episodes coming up this week. Uh, You look at it, a lot of storylines have have been developing and coming out in the last few days, I was going to give my thoughts and take on that. Where I do want to start today's episode off with is talking about March Madness and the Sweet Sixteen matchups that are going to be happening this week, um, you know. Now there's quite a bit of a lot of matchups, but I want to talk about the teams that have have really looked impressive late up to the Sweet Sixteen, um, and the surprise teams that have really showed up. So I want to just talk about those teams a little bit, the ones that have really been impressive and surprised so far in the March Madness Men's Bracket Tournament. Uh, it's quite a bit of teams that have had some unprecedented runs, some great stories, um, and others. Uh, obviously, some top seeds did fall this past weekend with Baylor going down, and you know uh, others as well. You know some of the top seeds like USC and I think Auburn. So uh, I'll get right into that a little bit. So. One of the teams that really impressed has impressed so far heading into the Sweet 16. Um, I would say North Carolina. North Carolina um, has been a big surprise. Um, you know, they finished second in the ACC conference this season. Uh, but you look at this group, and you thought that maybe they would have some tough matchups. They would draw a first, you know, tough first-round matchup, second-round matchup. Um, but they. Uh, with the leadership of hubert davis in his first year after taking over from roy williams the great head coach north carolina huber davis did a tremendous job with this group um you know you look at the play of their of their team you know they obviously beat marquette uh, convincingly uh and then they, they upset the defending champion the baylor bearcats over the weekend which was really an impressive one where and they really stepped up late. Uh, the play of you know Caleb Love and um, you know Batcott, uh was really impressive. They really brought. They finished it up strong. And obviously, another uh, big player that has played well the last five to six games for North Carolina Tar Heels is Brady Manick who has uh, had a nice scoring run. Um, I think he did get ejected, some controversial call, and over the game against Baylor. But you just look at the way that North Carolina has been playing; they're just getting great effort, efficiency, all the way around from their their starting five. And you know, you're just seeing Hubert Davis do a tremendous job of just being putting guys in positions to succeed, and he's really managed a lot of things well so far. This off, uh, this you know, postseason so far, they've been able to uh, get after defensively, um, stay in these games, and really be efficient. So, um, it's a good thing to see if North Carolina will be, be successful and do well in this tournament so far. Their next opponent will be UCLA, which will be a really good matchup and a good test with this group. Uh, but North Carolina was a team that I didn't give a whole lot of attention to. Coming into the March Madness tournament, they definitely have uh, surprised a little bit, and we'll see now if they can, uh, you know, they can do some uh, good things um, going forward. But it will be a tough matchup, Um, you know. So it it will be a fun one. Uh, I think it's UCLA that has been a nice story. UCLA obviously had a nice run last year, and so they are a team that will uh, present some challenges and we'll see how well they how they do against that overall. Um, but definitely a matchup worth watching. Next team that has been really impressive so far heading to the Sweet 16 um, are the Miami Hurricanes. Miami Hurricanes are uh, a team that also has impressed. They knocked off USC and Auburn and some two impressive games that were uh, you know, I think the first one was really a close one down to the wire, and the second one they were able to pull away. Uh, but they really showed great effort and commitment down the stretch. Uh, some of their players really stepped up. Ball movement and overall play was great. You know, one of their senior players, in Kareem McCordy, was really a solid and, um, a fit, you know, really great in terms of being able to play at a high level. And they just you know they brought the energy. The leadership has been tremendous there, along with Charlie Moore. Um, a resilient group that will give Iowa State a really big challenge, most likely uh, in the next you know, 260 matchup. Uh, but Miami had an impressive season. They finished I think fourth. They finished I think fourth. they had a quick exit in the ACC tournament, but they really have stepped up. Uh, so far this tournament and knocked off two impressive teams that were clearly better but did not play their best against Miami and that's a huge credit to Miami's defense to being able to uh, find ways to uh, be, be great in that aspect. Next team that's really impressed and has a uh, surprise is Michigan. The Michigan Wolverines with Joan Howard. Obviously Johan Howard went through that uh, incident that he had and he was suspended for a while but Michigan Has really responded well. I mean, their guard play has been tremendous. They knocked off Colorado State, um, you know, as well as I think another team in Tennessee, you know, so you've seen them play at a great level. You know, Hunter Dickinson has been tremendous. You know, Eli Brooks has stepped up, excuse me, really well. And they've been able to stay, stay with it and stay focused on everything and do a great job of just. Playing team basketball, um, playing extremely well on defense, rebounding wise, shooting wise. You know, you're seeing a lot of good things for Michigan right now. Uh, they do play Bill Nova next, which so will be a much more time. Howard has kind of bounced back a little bit since the incident. He's definitely got these guys playing at a high level, and they've knocked up two opponents that were really good in the seedings in terms of the bracket in the region, so they have a lot to. Uh, you know a lot of metal riding with them heading into, into Lenovo and sp16 and then the final team that's really impressed um uh, and so a team that no one saw coming including me saint peters saint peters um from jersey city new jersey uh knocking off kentucky and murray state what a story with head coach shaheen you know, holloway and what he has done with this group these guys have played tremendous and they beat a Kentucky team that was obviously favored and more better and more um, the better question they beat that team and then you look at the attitude that they had afterwards and how they've been playing. That's a great story for Saint Peter's and how they've been playing together, you know, all the guys obviously are getting it done, playing defense, playing with energy, having that confidence to win is huge and they're exhibiting that attitude and that confidence. I like She always comments about you know his team and what you know he wants to do the bullying and you know not being afraid of anything and that's a great attitude for this for this team to have and they're going to have a tough one against Purdue but what a great he's been able to coach and do throughout the years uh, he is a tremendous coach that definitely will get good get... um, in the future uh, you know so a nice story for St. Peter's they really have brought it in the last Couple of games and their team that definitely has had a lot of success this year, and they a team that uh, could make a run at it. Who knows? Um, I think Purdue will be a tough matchup, but it's been a nice run for Saint Peter so far, and they've been playing extremely well. That the guys are stepping up, um, doing some really solid things, and just in terms of just you know, then they played with the lead. Um, against Murray State they, you know, they never lost the lead in that game so you know, they're a competent group, they've got a couple of senior players there, a couple of junior players there um, and I think that you know, Brooks, Darrell Daryl Brooks has been a solid player for that team and will continue to be that way going forward um, so a lot more teams that i have impressed, yes, but these are the teams that jump, jump out to me so far heading to the Sweet 16 of the March Madness Men's Bracket Tournament so in this next segment i just want to get into some of the latest nfl uh, news signings and trades that have been taking place nfl free agency is slowly wrapping up obviously a lot of teams have filled most of their needs Uh, all the spending has kind of gone out of the way there are a few deals left that teams can make to add some debt pieces and things like that so i want to give my thoughts on those moves and what it means for the next football season that we'll be having so let's start with Robert Woods, who um, was traded from the Los Angeles Rams to the Tennessee Titans uh, for a, I think a fifth or sixth round pick. Um, it was definitely a move that the Rams had to make, considering how they've you know, locked up Matthew Stafford on a four-year deal for $160 million, which he definitely deserved after the kind of season he had. Uh, definitely they had to make a move because you know, with the kind of ways they've been building their team throughout the years with, you know, trading all the picks and going all in to sign the top free agents that they can, you know, the Rams obviously have to prioritize some things, and so you look at it, you know, Cooper Cup's there, Van Jefferson was in line probably to get paid next year, you know, you got Odell Beckham, uh, but also the signing of Allen Robinson was really one that kind of Signaled, you know, the time for the Rams to move on from Robert Woods because Robinson obviously is healthy, will be available, and that's what the Rams are probably looking at. It being able to have a, a set kind of group to start the season off with Cooper on one side, it's Cooper Cup on one side, and Al Robinson on the other side. You know, Doug Beckham obviously has not yet re-signed with the Rams yet. I think he should be able to do that, but we'll t- we'll see if he ends up doing it or not. Uh, I think it'd be best for him to stay in LA on a one-year deal and then see how things go. Uh, but Tennessee, from their side of things, I mean, they get a wide receiver that they desperately needed. Uh, just considering that you know they left let go of Julio Jones and they bring in Robert Woods, who can be a nice complimentary piece to AJ Brown in that offense. For Ryan Tannehill, more importantly, having him having weapons from the throw to, you know, Tennessee obviously is built on the run and a lot of other things you know play action wise and you know Derek henry being healthy next year is really important but also having ryan Tannehill have some weapons to throw on the outside is very very important aj brown obviously sees a lot of coverage so robert was when he's healthy can be a productive wide receiver he will flourish in that offense get more opportunities to probably shine and play so uh, Tennessee did make a good move here. I think they still have to add a couple more pieces to their, to their roster on offense to be really better next season offensively. Because I don't think Derrick Henry alone um, is going to be able to lead them you know, deep into the postseason. It's going to require them to have more from A.J. Brown and some of the complementary parts around Ryan Tannehill. But at least Tennessee has made a move to address some needs a wide receiver and they need to continue to find ways to add some more talent there um to make it more better because look at what the jacksonville jaguars have done what houston is getting what the Colts have, uh, have just done you know it's going to be really important for tennessee to remain uh, versatile and changing their offense a little bit here and there to be on par with those teams that are making a lot of changes themselves so i think that's very important um that Tennessee continues to build this offense outside of Derrick Henry, having more depth pieces, more wide receivers will be key. And who knows, it may not be done, be done just yet. And there are still a number of nice free agents out there that can be had. And, you know, you want to be able to get those guys in there with the unit that you have um, and continue to, to build that team. The New Orleans Saints uh, re signed Jameis Winston on a two year deal, I think worth $28 million. I mean, this is one of the most common, uh, this was one of the most obvious signings that could have happened in the annual free agency. Winston obviously coming off. I'm familiar with the Saints system, their offense a little bit. Um, it's a good one. trying to get him, but it didn't really work out that way. Um, so you know Dennis Allen gets you know James back and James has been looking pretty good so far in his workout videos you know so Winston it's a chance to be the starter there in New Orleans and be able to play with the offense that uh, will have some questions no doubt heading into the start of the season with Alvin Kamara possibly being out for the first three to four games you know but for Winston it's you know something he really had a nice uh, season or so ago, how he was playing, and he's shown some nice things overall um, with the Saints. Obviously, now Champagne not being there will be a huge adjustment for him. You know, he always has been a lot, turnover prone and uh, throughout his career, but he gets a chance to be a starting quarterback uh, for the for the for the Saints for, for the short-term future. I mean, they may end up still drafting a quarterback most likely in the first round or second round if they really have to, but at least they have someone who's a veteran in their locker room, people who like playing with him, and he's going to have a chance to prove himself uh, this year and really see if he can lock up the future of the Saints, so maybe, you know, he can, he's a chance, this might be his last shot to be a starting quarterback for any team probably in the NFL, so I think Winston will definitely have his run at it, and he's going to have to make it count in order for the Saints to keep him on for longer than two seasons. The Atlanta Falcons uh, traded quarterback Matt Ryan to the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I think Atlanta will be getting a third-round pick from the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts finally get uh, answer a quarterback, uh, adding Matt Ryan, who obviously has had a long career and has... Obviously, surpassed a lot of records and been productive at times throughout his career. Um, the only thing to say from, from Matt Ryan's resume is a championship, which obviously we know what happened when he, when he was there in the Super Bowl. So, the Colts get the quarterback that they have been searching for in the offseason. You know, obviously, they went Carson Wentz. You know, there was reported interest in Baker Mayfield, but that never came through. And so, Atlanta um, had to make this move they are going to be affected in terms of cap space and all that because of the contract that Matt Ryan has Uh, but the Colts uh, yet again have another quarterback on their team and this is probably the 7th or 6th quarterback in 6 years I think they've had a number of quarterbacks uh, since Andrew Luck retired in there and the Colts refused to uh, go the route of you know trying to find a rookie quarterback and finding a young quarterback to build around. They they want to win now, and this is a win-now move. Now, Matt Ryan obviously isn't the same player that he used to be. Obviously, his mobility is not there as much, but he is a proven pocket passer. He can fling the football. And maybe that's what the Colts exactly need, is someone to play, play good enough, not have too many turnovers, uh, help Taylor, help Pittman grow, and this defense as well. You know, so for the Colts side of things they got a pretty good quarterback, all things considered. Uh, time will tell though if he can really be the answer to their run at a championship because you know, Matt Ryan is thirty six and there are some things that he does. Um, now look at how he's been in Atlanta, I mean, you know, he can be still be a good player at times, but he isn't the same player he used to be. So the Colts are obviously the offense that he's going into you will be able to maybe do a lot of things better in some areas. Uh, maybe, you know, get more Michael Pittman to grow and more of, you know, just overall offense will continue to feed to Johnson Taylor in the offensive line. But the Colts still have some holes to fill that, on that team on defense. And at the um, offensive line standpoint of view, they have to be able to address that as well. So, you know, on one side it's a really great move because you know, they do get a quarterback that you know not as turnover prone as Carson Wentz, um, so the Colts might be a team that uh, will be even better, you know, at some at some points, maybe in, in some ways. You know, they obviously do want to compete for the division, you know, and look at the division now. You know, you have the Colts with Matt Ryan, um, you know, you have the Jaguars with Trevor Lawrence. You have ryan Tannehill with the tennessee titans um and then you, know, you just look at it uh, what's the last team that i'm forgetting houston with david mills you know so uh there's a lot in that division that you know the colts have a better chance now with uh to compete and the whole thing with jim ursay and this colts front office is being able to win now and they obviously were not love Carson Wentz and Frank Reich obviously had to take the fall for that a little bit Um, but now Matt Ryan being there uh, the Colts are in terms of the AFC teams that they stack up against they they have a maybe a slightly better chance of making it to the postseason um, with Matt Ryan and hopefully Matt Ryan has some of that play left in him and hopefully some of that Matty Ice is still left in him uh, because they're gonna need it a lot and they're banking on it most likely with this move so uh, definitely puts them in a the best better, better chance to compete against some of those top AFC teams that have more talent at some key positions now as for Atlanta uh, you look at it they did trade Matt Ryan who was obviously one of their best quarterbacks of their of their franchise they're definitely a team they'll be in a rebuilding mode quite a bit with Arthur Smith unless they make a move here and there but one move that they, they did make after this trade on the same spot was signed Marcus Mariota to a two-year deal. So Marcus Mariota will be that bridge quarterback most likely for the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta uh, may end up taking a quarterback maybe in the first round this year or the second round. Um, so they have a chance now because Atlanta could have drafted the quarterback last year. And they did not do that last year. So now this season with Kenny Pickett, with Desmond Riddler, with Matt Corral, there's a lot of names they they could go after, but they have a lot of holes on this team that they have to fill, defensively and offensively. Now Kyle Pitts was obviously one of their better players last year. He he's going need to you know find chemistry with Marcus Mariota, um, but Atlanta's heading into a situation where they will be, you know, probably somewhere with the Panthers in that 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 division with the Saints and with the Bucks, you know. So. For Atlanta side of things, they have to get it right at the quarterback spot. Now, whether they do that this year or next year remains to be seen. But for Mariota, obviously had a nice run in Oakland. Sorry, in Las Vegas. Um, Did some nice things there, playing with Derek Carr in that system. So now Mariota gets a chance now as well to be a starting quarterback again, most likely. Um... And look at Marcus Mariota, look at James Winston. They're both at similar points in their career where both guys have maybe a last shot. It was hard to see it coming a couple of years ago, but now you look at it, you know, Winston will get his chance in New Orleans. And look at Mariota uh, with Atlanta. They will probably put him out there in the beginning, and he'll have a chance to prove himself, see, see how good he has learned and play. Since the time in Tennessee, you know, so I mean, for Atlanta is definitely a big change of things. You know, they obviously had a window, and so much has changed for the Falcons. A lot of t- with Ridley, you know, with Julio Jones being gone. I mean, Atlanta has gone through a lot of changes, and they were obviously all to Sean Watson, and they were not able to get him. So, Mariota. Uh, gets a chance to be in there now to be that bridge quarterback. Um, but Atlanta is definitely going to be a team that we talked about a lot coming up in terms of just the quarterbacks that are in this draft. They will be someone that will definitely be looking to get a quarterback um, and try to address that need this season. And So you look at it, it's been quite a circus with all the quarterbacks that have been moving around and signing. The one quarterback that remains to be unsigned, or sorry, quarterback that remain, two quarterbacks that remain to be traded, are Jimmy Garoppolo and Baker Mayfield, and it's just you know really interesting how the how the how the market how the market has um, developed uh, for these two guys because you look at Jimmy Garoppolo, you look at Baker Mayfield, both of them definitely are interesting spots in their careers where jimmy garoppolo obviously has had some success with the 49ers but you know the 49ers obviously are not gonna try to push trey lance there right so is there any team that will want jimmy garoppolo now you know will carolina be interested in acquiring jimmy garoppolo will the panthers be interested in inquiring baker mayfield you know so the future of baker mayfield jimmy garoppolo is really a little bit cloudy right now because the teams that could have traded for them got their quarterbacks. So you look at Seattle, look at Carolina. Those are the two spots left that you think that Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo could end up being in. Although it would be unlikely that the 49ers would trade within the division Jimmy Groppler to the Seattle Seahawks, you know. So will Jimmy Groppler come back to the 49ers is definitely a true possibility. You know, will he play for them? Most likely not because just because of they want to push Trey Lance. Um, you know, but it is interesting because Baker Mayfield obviously, the situation with Cleveland with Sean Watson being there now. I mean, Baker doesn't want to be there anymore. And what are they going to get from Baker Mayfield? I wish he was going to want Baker Mayfield at this point. So, Garoppolo and Baker Mayfield, the next two quarterbacks that probably will see some activity on, but I would not be surprised if if Jimmy Garoppolo ends up coming back, you know or he ends up staying on the roster. Um, because, like I said, the quarterback situations are pretty interesting. Every team is kind of set almost with their quarterback. I think Carolina Seattle are the only two teams that could really make a move for these guys. And we'll see if that comes comes to being the case this year. Because, you know, otherwise Baker Mayfield may not even start this year. If he doesn't end up ending on a roster, if he doesn't end up on the Seattle Seahawks or the Panthers, I don't really know where he's going to fit going forward into the next football season. Same thing with Jimmy Garoppolo. If, if the Niners can't find somebody, you know, will it be awkward for him to come back there? And will he be able to play still as a 49er? All those things are to, yet to be answered in the end of a free agency in the off season.